This episode's been brought to you by the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund. For more information, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Greetings, Horns. This is Coach Mike, and welcome to Season 2 of Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. In today's episode, I sit down with alumni Jonathan Cerrone, Sherry Tucci, and Hector Cruz as they recap the 2015 National Collegiate Taekwondo Association Championships at the University of Delaware. Is everyone doing all right? It's kind of, it's been a while, like with this new lifestyle and it seems like the country just got kind of shittier. Yeah, um, I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm still working, employed, but they okay. just cut back on the days. Like they have us working two days out of the week okay. at the airport. But I mean, you're, work is still there. You're in Austin, right, Jonathan? Yes, I am in Austin still. And how does it feel with this, this whole thing, like working at the airport? like With this COVID uh, situation? Yes, correct. Um, it's, I mean, traffic's a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, some of the employees are actually thinking about transferring, I guess, because of the, they, they had cut back on some of our, our pay, like retention pay and all that, because of, they're not hiring enough people. So Correct. Uh, we're actually getting less employees uh, staying here in Austin at the moment. Wow. Oh, wow. I also heard that uh, TSA changed the regulation that you can now bring 12-ounce bottles of hand sanitizer. Has anyone actually tried to do that? Oh, yes. That's, that's happened quite often, actually. And once that rule was set out, like people started bringing their sanitizers and all that stuff. Uh, but it's just hand sanitizer at the moment. Okay. Right. But 12 ounces is kind of a lot <laughs> to be carrying around. Have people like try to sneak other stuff in there? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I to ask. When, when haven't they, honestly? <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. All right, la- last question. What's what's the weirdest thing you've ever like found? Like, had to be like, nah, bro, you can't put this in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of sex toys. I'll say that much. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Oftentimes, you see them on the image, and I'm just like, yeah, I know what that is, so I'm just gonna let it roll. <laughs> oh, my I'm not. I'm not letting my bag checker check that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. This is yeah, what happens after the questions. <laughs> Sorry, that this is why this is up to like Mike is a censorship on these podcasts. <laughs> I was expecting the questions anyways. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're 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 a true professional, Jonathan. What about you, Sherry? Like how's how's New York? Um, it feels like it's getting better, actually. I mean, we're still on lockdown in the city, mm-hmm. but like a few other parts of the state have opened up and it's looking like we're going to start opening up in maybe two weeks. So, okay. Um, so that's good. And I mean, like I, I spent almost the whole day outside today because the weather was nice mm-hmm. and like I took a bike out and I walked around and, you know, everyone's kind of doing that just keeping their distance and wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Hey, but. Sherry, you should, um, you should track your stuff on Strava when you, when you go outside. Oh. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, Hector and I started a te- Texas Taekwondo Strava group. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, you should join it. <laughs> you too, Jonathan. All right. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
where you like record your miles if you run or bike or something. Oh. I mean, it's going to be really pathetic because there are like some, like there's like stretches of days where I don't go out, like leave the apartment at all. But what about you, Hector? How's Mexico? I got here last week um, and it's good. Honestly, it's always good to be back home. The funny thing is like every time I come back, I'm usually on lockdown, like even pre-COVID because, you know, <laughs> I don't like leaving the house here. Um, That's fair. So it doesn't feel very different. It's just good to see, to be with my family. Um, last night, we were all playing the Beer Olympics. <laughs> we, I don't know if you guys saw some of my stories. Um, but yeah, it was cool just like playing beer pong with like my sisters and my dad. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I really am curious, though, what the border was like, because I keep getting news like, oh, U.S. continuing to close the border. Yeah, so that's that's only like if you're a U.S. citizen, you're OK, but that's only for like like Mexican citizens. So, for example, uh-huh. my parents can't cross. So that's why I hadn't seen them like last time I saw them before this is March before before I went to Europe and, uh-huh. and I came back and like, yeah, I cannot see them. And mm-hmm. then uh, but no, yeah, if you're a U.S. citizen, <clears throat> you're OK with going back and forth. It's fine. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it's just, I, really- I think for Mexican citizens, they're going to open it June 22nd, but they they might change it, you know, because last time they said it was May something, and then they changed it, they extended it. Yeah. But, yeah. so we'll see, what, we'll see what happens. So I had to come over and, like, kind of do, like, run some errands on the American side for my parents mm-hmm. that they yeah. haven't been able to do. But, wow, what a good song. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's, it's good. What about you, Mike? How's it going for you? I don't even know what day it is anymore, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Uh, have, you, have you been trying like, to do more outdoor stuff or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I guess you've been watching me on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so since we are at, at this moment right now, um, we're going to transition we're going to wrap up season one of these podcasts because I think I'll be going back to work soon. So I don't have, I won't have as much free time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want to start um, keeping engaged with Texas Taekwondo through Strava. And it's pretty neat um, just to kind of see the progress of everybody and kind of compete with each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because of that, it's kind of, it's given me motivation to get out more and start, you know, running and stuff. But Man, I started following Jenna uh, on I Strava. To. I told you not to. <laughs> you did. You told me not to, and I. But I did anyway. I was like, "Holy shit!" I feel so bad about myself. Yeah, it's like six, seven miles every day, yeah. and she's running like at a sub eight oh, minute God. pace per mile. I was like, holy shit! That's awesome. I know. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. So <laughs> to make myself feel better, I started following Patty and I feel better about myself. <laughs> I need to follow her. <laughs> oh, but oh man. <laughs> I love you, Patty. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I'm glad to hear everyone's doing all right. Um I want to jump in to Taekwondo Beginnings. Um Sherry, you've been our guest before, but I feel very rude for not um, giving you the opportunity to talk about when you started Taekwondo and when and why you joined Texas Taekwondo. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you hadn't started doing that trend yeah. um, in episode two. So don't 
be too hard on yourself. But uh, let's see. Yeah. Well, you did mention, though, that I started at Chose Taekwondo in the Woodlands area of Houston with Master Paul Cho. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I remember remember instructor Paul was like really fun and he wasn't at every class that I showed up at. So like whenever he was there, it was super cool. But um, yeah, I think I started Taekwondo when I was nine and my parents kind of like floated the idea. They were like, Hey, do you want to join a Taekwondo class? And I was like, so into it because I love Power Rangers when I was a kid. (laughs) Um, and I wanted to, like, be the pink Power Ranger. So when they, like, suggested this to me, I was, like, all on board. And because I was super gung-ho about it, my little brother was just, like, into it, too, you know? Um, so, yeah. So we actually joined Cho's Taekwondo. And we practiced there for, like, three years. Um, and I got my black belt there. Um, and then, like... Immediately after I got my black belt, we went to Singapore for the summer. So I stopped going regularly to classes. And then I started junior high school in the fall. And I guess I just kind of like dropped off. Um, So like, you know, maybe just grew out of it or whatever. So, you know, when I was 18 and I showed up at UT, I like was like, why did I ever quit Taekwondo? Like, I was so good at it. I loved it so much. Like, that just seems like the perfect, like, student organization to to join, you know, especially when you're, like, a brand new freshman. You know, you don't know, you don't know what you want to do. So, so, yeah, I actually sought out Texas Taekwondo at Party on the Plaza. Oh, wow. And did you, I want to say that. Did you know anybody? No. Um. Not, I didn't know anybody. And I want to say that Ray was tabling when I showed up, but I really don't know for sure. I just feel like Ray was the one who was tabling. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, fast forward. I I find out when the open house is. And this is going to this is gonna blow your socks off. Okay. So, I was living in Moorhill, right? And it turned out that my Han uh was actually my neighbor like we didn't plan that at all it just happened and my Han and I are friends from high school so we had known each other for about five years before UT so I'm like dressed up to go to open house I'm gonna go all alone I walk out my door my Han happens to walk out her door at the same time and I'm like hey I'm going to this taekwondo thing do you want to come and she was like yeah so I was like okay cool I'll wait for you and we showed up to open house together so that's how my Han joined Texas Taekwondo. Really? In case oh, you didn't know. okay. Yeah. Wow. Wait. Yep. So wait, it was all. Was she win. was she on her way there too, or she just decided to join you right there on the spot? She just decided to oh. join me right on the oh, spot. Oh, that's cool. That's a good friend. Amazing. Oh, she's an amazing friend, and if she's listening right <clears> now, congrats to you, my Han. She just graduated and is a doctor uh, now. Ah. So whoa. crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, showed up for open house. It was like not what I was expecting. And I think Sadie kind of like talked about this in a previous episode where it was just like, you know, we played dodgeball. It was fun. It was a good workout. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just keep coming back. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that's how I joined Texas Taekwondo. Wow. So what year was that? 2012. Oh my gosh. You're so old. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, you're not. Ah, that was eight years ago. That was eight years ago. You're still a baby. 
right? <laughs> Crazy. That's really that's really serendipitous. I've heard a lot about my Han. Um, I'm you know what? I'm gonna write her name down and maybe she'll be on a podcast. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, she's she's a cool girl. Cool, cool. Jonathan, your name has popped up a few times on previous podcasts and um you know, I didn't get to train with you a lot, but uh, I mean, from what I've seen and what little training we did, like you have quite a background. I can tell you've, you've got a lot of um, what I call Taekwondo knowledge or just martial arts intelligence, period. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to hear your background, your stories, you know, where you started in Taekwondo and then when and why you joined Texas Taekwondo. Um, so I started back around the age of 13. Uh, this was, I think, eighth grade, middle school going on to high school, ninth grade. And uh, at that time, my mom had uh, a membership at, at a gym called Valley Total Fitness. And they had this, uh, yeah, do you? Oh, um, so <laughs> they had a Taekwondo program there. And uh, my mom was telling me about it because she knew that I was like in love with martial arts in general because I would always watch movies and stuff like that. <laughs> and so she told me about it. And, and my school at that time also had a Taekwondo program after school but they only had classes on Fridays uh, so I had to like make a decision either to do it in school or to go to the same gym that my mother went to so I chose the second option because uh, the classes more, were more frequent it was like Tuesday Thursday Saturday uh, almost the same as Texas Taekwondo actually <laughs> yeah sure. pretty much the same hours not gonna lie <laughs> so like 7 p.m and then noon on Saturdays uh, so I, I went doing that for like about three years. Uh, I think they had like programs, like you do a three-year program and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, I guess, uh, a belt or two before getting to black belt and before my membership expired. So I, I was never able to test for it. But I, I kept training afterwards and all that stuff. Uh, this is already going into high school. I was also doing tennis, tennis and taekwondo. So I was doing both at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then... That, that explains a lot. I guess. I mean, the coordination, I, I hand coordination for most things. <laughs> so after my membership yeah. expired, I wasn't doing any martial arts for like about a year uh, before coming into college. Uh, and then coming into college, I had to like, I, was, I had a talk with myself saying, well, I've been doing both things uh, in high school. Like, will I be doing both sports in college too? I was like, I have to pick which one I wanted to do more. So I was like, I played more tennis back in high school than I did martial arts because, you know, my membership expired and all that stuff. So I was off for a year. So I decided, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to do Taekwondo from here on out. Um, and I, I purposely myself, like Googled Taekwondo at UT and like look for it and then see what programs they had. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and then I found Texas Taekwondo through there and I saw when their hours were, which were like seven to nine, Tuesday, Thursday. And, this was all before open house even happened. Like one one night, I go to the gym, Rec Sports, and then I see uh, Sadie and Court at the front door, and I ask them about it. I'm like, "Is this a Texas Taekwondo program?" And they were like, "Yeah, this is it right here." But you know, we're not in open house right now, so maybe come back next week or whenever they started. And then I took their word, and I came back uh, when open house was open. And I mean, I, I knew I was gonna stay regardless. Because <laughs> you know, I decided to choose Dang. to do martial arts from there out. There out. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. What year? What year? Uh, was same this year as Cherry. This is twenty twelve. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me geez. and Jonathan have been in the whole time together. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan. Um, yeah, we had Andrea on a podcast, and she mentioned that you were the one that brought her in. So I was like, oh, yeah, Jonathan. He's low-key, but, yeah, he's he's had quite the big impact on Texas Taekwondo. About that, actually. So... <laughs> the reason why the reason why I even met her was through my roommate that first year. Uh, my roommate that first year was uh, an old friend of mine that I also met in middle school. And uh, when I found out that he was going to the same college as me, we decided to like be roommates together. And then we would go out from time to time, and then out of nowhere we see Andrea, and then and I see them like talking and all that stuff. And uh, you know, from there I, I met her through my roommate, so we all kind of became friends and stuff. Freshman year, 2012, I want to fast forward to 2015. And that was the year, the 2014-2015 year, um, that was the year that y'all went to collegiates in, at the University of Delaware. Y'all remember that one? Hey, Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> and Hector, that was your freshman year? That, no, that was my sophomore year, but it was sophomore my first year. year in Taekwondo. In oh, Texas okay. Taekwondo. Okay. I, um, yeah. I think I've said it before, but I did go to an open house my freshman year. But right. for some reason, I decided to like focus on my grades and like not join. And then I, I kind of hated myself <laughs> for that. And then I, that I was like, sophomore year, for sure I'm joining. <laughs> and I did. Things happen for a reason, um, mm -hmm. which probably explains a lot of uh, University of Delaware as well. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I hear a lot of stories yeah, about right. Delaware, and a lot of them come from Daniel, and so they're, they're not always <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, so they're not always like um, they're not like oh it was so awesome, but this is a lot of man this this happened and this happens like oh so it's, it's a lot more complaining <laughs> than than what I'm used to. What were tryouts like that year? For the first year, <laughs> the tryouts was interesting uh, i think it started off with us um just doing like a campus run and like every corner we would stop to do some other type of workout um yeah. it was yeah. it's tough i guess in, to say but it's like you know it's like i have to finish this because you know this is the training that you would probably be doing almost every day if you were on team anyways uh, but it was interesting it was fun even though it was tough but i enjoyed it though now that you bring it up, uh, that was the one year I did not join team. So I actually was not present at tryouts wow. that year. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, junior year. That was my junior year. And um, like just me personally, junior year was a really tough time. It was a huge transitional time. Uh, it was the year that I changed majors from uh, electrical engineering to journalism. So... Yeah, so I actually like was scared out of my mind, and I asked Joe to have dinner with me at P. Terry's before tryouts, like a week before tryouts, and I was just like, hey, I don't want to join team this year because like it's just a tough time, like I'm really trying to figure out what I want to do, and I want to like do other extracurriculars with Taekwondo, and I really thought he was going to like try to like talk me out of it or like just throw a million questions at me and he was just like okay I understand yeah. and I was like really <laughs> uh so yeah he was like really chill about it and he was like look I mean at the end of the day you told me that you don't want to so that's 
that's good enough. If you had told me you don't think you could or I can't, then I would have grilled you, but you said you didn't want to. So, and I was like, damn, Joe, like, <laughs> he's, he's tricky like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I super missed being on team though. It was, it was, a, it was a rough year. And then, um, you know, collegiates came around and I definitely wanted to go. So I kind mm. of like effectively joined team okay. for that, you know, like few weeks leading up to collegiates because yeah. we always require non-team members to go to team practices if they're going to collegiates. So, okay. So going back to the tryouts, I think Jonathan missed a very key key fact um the trial started at six in the morning <laughs> yep so so that that's yep, as they that's do. already a, a waiting part you know yeah so there's always like it's 6 a.m sharp if you're like a minute late people already left and surely enough yeah people were some of people were late and they were just left behind <laughs> um and yeah. we all had to wear gray shirts no logos if there was yep. logos you were like Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, how could you forget this? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> These are the memories that are just drilled in your in your yeah. brain. Yeah. But I guess the you had to write your last name oh, on yeah, it too. Yeah, last name, you're right. And, and write and your, your goals. goals on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I guess the worst part for that campus run was those hill sprints down in Dean Keaton and Red River near the law school. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that's- there's a tree at the top. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that, that tree. Was- <laughs> no, I hate, I hate that tree. <laughs> love hate relationship. That's- yeah, I, that is true. That is true, Jonathan. Um, but yeah, you'll I'll definitely never forget that tree and those hill springs. So that spot was the one where like everyone always puked. There was always someone puking at that spot. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I love that tree. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who started <laughs> those hills, friends. Those I did. Rough. It was me. <laughs> no. Of course, that's why. I love it. it. I started. So that campus run was like my workout before we started Team Select. Like that's what I would do on a normal basis. That's what I did for fun. What? Yeah, that was my workout. Um, <laughs> back when I was younger, less weight, better shape, and all that. Yeah, and wow. um. I remember starting the, the tradition of uh, having to wear gray shirts. And the idea was, you know, we want people to feel like they've earned the right to wear burnt orange and it, it would just make it that much more special. Mm. And, uh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, so the gray shirts, you know, I also picked gray cause you can see people sweating in that very easily. So it just looked tougher. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. I, um, I'm I'm kind of glad to hear that it it went beyond just my year. Um, so yeah. Yeah, Mike, you touched a lot of lives with that tradition, <laughs> what, for better or for worse. I'm really well, not that sure, tree, but yeah. that tree has yeah. touched a lot of people too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's like since it's like morning and like it's kind of like the morning dew like the grass is still like slippery like there's always someone that fell yeah. you're always like sliding yeah it was, yeah it's a rough and fun time at the same yeah both at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite part was when we would get close to the end of the campus run and you get right to littlefield mountain and it's like it's just like a clear path um yeah a clear path mm-hmm. right to the tower 
and mm-hmm. sometimes make a mad sprint for it and you catch a sunrise right there that was my favorite part <laughs> plus yeah. it was over by then so. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> what was it like you know the training process or the decision making process going into that year like what were you what were y'all doing to prepare for collegiates that year um like tournament wise were y'all going every week um scrimmages with other schools i honestly don't remember <laughs> well, yeah because well, it, it, to me it's all a blur like just going to, to <laughs> tournaments competing you know and just preparing for collegiates um so as far as how many yeah. tournaments we had i couldn't tell you um well i do remember the first thing we had that year we had a scrimmage in austin uh texas a&m came to us and we had a little scrimmage and i remember because i have like a picture of it somewhere where i'm fighting this aggie and for me it was a super huge deal because i haven't fought in years like i didn't do taekwondo in high school so it's been years since i've lost last fought and I remember the night before I was like freaking out. It was like, okay, okay. Like I couldn't sleep. Um, but yeah, next day we had the scrimmage with A&M and everything was fine. Um, but after that, um, I, I do not remember what we had after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember like fall was usually like more chill. Mm-hmm. And then come spring, we were going to Houston. We were do have the college station tournament um uh sherry helped me out i don't remember what else <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you know back then like we didn't really travel outside of texas except for collegiates yeah. you know so like there i mean i feel like you know being an officer this past few years like we would always go to the same ones like there was always something at butler stadium and then we would always go to uh-huh. AM. uh and then other than that, yeah, we would like host scrimmages slash practices with uh, Joe's homeschool in mm-hmm. Katie. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that actually. Yeah. yeah about that one. And, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was always kind of the same every year. Uh, and then. I, I will, I will say would... that it was a little different that I guess we didn't have as many cross trainings. Because I know right now, Back yeah, because right now, like, with, like, Friday night fights and stuff like that, I feel like there's more, like, cross-training. Um, and yeah. back then, yeah, it was, like, more, like, official, like, scrimmages, like, a super huge deal. And now it's, like, oh, super casual. Like, oh, we're just, like, cross-training. Like, and I feel like that helps a lot of the fighters because, like, it puts the pressure down a lot. Because for, me, <laughs> for yeah. me back then, like, a scrimmage was, like, a huge deal. Well, at least as, a, like, a noob, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like, um, you know, recruiting the rest of the club to compete? Or was it just all just team team members? Because y'all had a pretty big team that year going to um, Delaware. No, I was just thinking to myself, like, that was the first, that was the first year that we actually took a pretty big team. Like, that was something that I talked about with Daniel earlier. It's like usually like our first two years of Texas Taekwondo, we were used to going with a team of like 12, maybe, you know, like it wasn't super big and it was all team members. Uh, but that year was the first year we brought, I think we brought 19 fighters total. And um, it was like, it, like the other, like the non-team members were like super interested and super like, uh, 
ecstatic to go because that was the year that like Katie joined, Hakeem joined, Rachel, um, like the, that that group of freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really into it. Yeah. I call it the like I guess the next generation, right? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. To be honest, honestly. Yeah. But which generation are you? I mean, I guess I, I guess I team. am that generation because that's the year I joined. But oh, yeah. it, I guess I know. mean it's weird for me because I feel like I've seen more generations, and it's hard to like label myself. But yeah, that was my starting generation. Yeah. But I honestly like consider you part of like mine and Jonathan's. Well, generation. yeah, it's it's I guess it's but... the bridging, and that's the I guess that's the cool part where Mike, you've been trying to like find those key members like that bridge generations right mike pretty much yeah um you know i do these podcasts i i talk to alumni and they always mention someone else and you know i'm jumping from alumni to alumni and yeah it's at first you think it's like a bunch of small little stories that exist separately but no they're all connected somehow it's and that's the that's the beauty in it it's really neat to see the connections mm-hmm. i think it's weird for me because this is my first year and honestly, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, I didn't know what to expect from collegiates. <laughs> I just keep kept hearing that, oh, yeah, this is like a huge dance. You know, there's a huge arena, like a ton of people are going to be watching you. And that's true. And it's not at the same time. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so like your first year when you, you don't know what to expect, it's a, I guess it's a weird and special year. Um, and yeah, as a first year Taekwondo student, it was just weird for me. Like I didn't, I didn't like try to recruit people. I was honestly just like going with the flow. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Fast forward to, I guess, January, you know, spring semester, January, February. I think y'all finally find, figure mm-hmm. out that collegiates is going to be held at university of Delaware. And um, you start putting out the interest okay. forms. Right, I, I see. I saw that Daniel started posting about interest forms, getting people to go to collegiates. What was it like when you all found out that it was going to be at Delaware? <laughs> oh, honestly, like I don't really even remember. But uh, like, I feel like the way I'm reacting to it now was kind of how I reacted <laughs> five years ago. Like we were just kind of like Delaware, like the hell, like what college is even in Delaware? Like we were just so confused and then I remember you know from an officer's point of view um you know Daniel and I were co-presidents that year and we were thinking like this is going to be a nightmare because like where are we going to fly in like we can't just like there's no direct flights to Delaware from Austin so from that point of view like it was very stressful because we had to fly into Philadelphia and make our way over to Delaware. Uh... <laughs> so logistically, yeah, logistically, it was a nightmare. And when you say that Daniel only complains about that collegiate, there's a very good reason for that. Yeah, he specifically complains <laughs> about the, the traveling to University of Delaware. Yes. Yeah, like, when I talked to him on the phone earlier today, like, we were pretty much in agreement that our sentiment was either we felt like we were herding cats all the time, <laughs> Or we were like a literal old married couple with 17 <laughs> kids. Like, I, I, I swear to God, like, Daniel and I pulled our hair out that trip. And like, I remember I told him, like, when we were trying to figure out how many people went to collegiates, I was like 19. He was like, how do you know that? And I was like, because there was you and there was me. And every time we went anywhere, I would let you go first and lead the group and I would count 17 <laughs> people before I would follow. Like, 
I did that wow. so many times. Yeah. So it was wild. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, what was it like for you as an athlete? Because, you know, this was your third collegiate. Um, it was before that it was West Coast and, and, and Central. This was your first East Coast collegiates and it's Delaware. What were your thoughts? Tell me where the destination is and I'll be there. That's the only thing. <laughs> Just tell me where to go and I'll fight. Dang. Stone cold. <laughs> That's the most badass ever. I know. Ever. What was the challenge? I mean, you and Daniel talked about it, but what was the like logistical challenge of flying into Philly and then traveling to wherever University of Delaware? It's in uh oh shoot I should know this it's in a, it's in a city that has the same name as another was city. it Providence no 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 maybe like Newark or yeah. something like in New Jersey but anyways oh. yeah I want to say it was Newark um but like so the biggest logistical challenge was how are we going to get there but considering that we were all college students at the time it's how are we going to get there and how is it going to be cheap enough for everybody to afford it uh, um yeah because you know like uh the club the club covered a lot of costs but considering we had to take a plane and a train yeah. that was a bit tricky um so it's really funny because i remember we like flew into philly and i think we actually took like more than one train and a bus Ooh to get to the university um like we wanted to take amtrak because it was direct but amtrak is a bit pricey so we took like whatever local train system they have over there um and i remember like the first train station we went to was like super sketchy <laughs> and it's like dirty and like just not a place that you probably should be in um but yeah, like, so we just had to, we just had to figure out like how to get tickets and we ended up buying like group passes or something and just, you know, um, being hyper aware of where we are and when we need to get off and switch to a different train. And, and then we had to like walk a mile from the train station to get to the bus. And then there was even some point that Joe was like shuttling people in his rental car. <laughs> oh, wow. Because Yeah. So, like, the funny story is Joe actually missed his flight that year, according to Daniel. I don't remember this, but Daniel told me Joe missed his flight that year, which uh, is why he rented a car. Uh, he got there later than anticipated. And because he had that car, he actually saved our asses because he was able to, like, shuttle people so that we could make it in time for weekends. Interesting. Because, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, going from a plane to a train to a bus and then having to walk, like, you can imagine we were kind of cutting the line oh, yeah. to get to weigh in, which I think... Jonathan, was that not the year you were like uh, planking in the middle of the floor outside of? I had a feeling it was that was year. That year? <laughs> wait, I think it wait, was. Oh, so we're at Lance. I'm like one of the first ones to go away, and um, I'm like maybe a pound or two over my <laughs> division. So I immediately put on like my jacket, my sweatpants, and I just go out and just start jogging <laughs> to sweat it all off. <laughs> and uh, I just went out and, and I didn't come back in until like I was told to come back in like you need to weigh in before they stop weighing people um, but yeah I was running I was 
Huh? You had like 10 minutes. Yeah, so. You had like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's why oh. I just like sprinted out of there. <laughs> yeah, jogging, sprinting, doing planks. Because I, yeah. I, I was like thinking, like, what makes you sweat the quickest? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, planks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. yeah, I did that. <clears throat> then I went to go with myself. I think I was like one of the last few. I remember just standing on the, the scale in my underwear, and then Joe just like, trying to dry off my hair, all the water that was soaked in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I made it yeah. so, but, you know, that <laughs> was kind of really close. Dang. How were you feeling after that? Yeah. I can eat anything now. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. Anything. Like, still something, you know, that would, that would, like, throw you off, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah. So, it's funny, when you said when you first said planking, I thought you meant um, <laughs> like that one social oh, media no, no, trend. No, no, no. Well, like, oh, that trend. Yeah, where they would just like lay flat on her stomach. No, but like you're like actual planking, like elbows on the yes. ground. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, why would Jonathan oh, plank God. right in the middle? <laughs> on the middle of the floor. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, stop, I'm yeah. sweating here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he wanted to take a picture of Instagram. That's why. This is going to help my way. Like, I remember, like, all of us, like, we were, like, surrounding him. We were, like, cheering him on. Like, come on, Jonathan, you got this. Come on. We were, like, Jonathan, oh, you got to go. Like, you got to get on the scale. There's only, like, yeah, a couple minutes yeah. left. It was oh, fun. Oh, yeah. It was wild. And you you fight in one of the lighter weight divisions yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Again, I was, like, was... over it barely. But um, I still had to go and, and cut off that weight. Dang. 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 Yeah. That was the only year that's happened. <laughs> I want to talk about like actual competition that year. Um, Jonathan, you fought green blue belt division. Was it featherweight? Uh, Feather? No. Featherweight? no. Yes, I think it was featherweight. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Uh, fighting, just fighting uh, people in that division in general. Um, or just in general, what was so? I mean, this was your third collegiate, so I'd imagined you felt fairly used to that, right? I mean, this wasn't anything new, so those maybe those types of nerves are gone. I don't know, but I mean, it just seemed like something that was so routine for you that I kind of like knowing you and me as a coach. I kind of just expected you. I just imagined you just, you know, Coach Joe be like, "Okay, here's your fight. You do you. You go do what you do, and you do it well." It was, I mean, what was it like? Well, it's funny that you even mentioned that because Joe would literally oftentimes just be like that. Um, <laughs> like, seriously, like he, he, of course, he would do the coaching aspect of the fight. But oftentimes he's just like, you know, you got this, like, just go have fun. Uh, yeah. Would be his most thing said to me. Because uh, in my mind, like I, I knew I trusted him in knowing that he knew what I would know, I guess. Like um, I know the game. My, my only issue was like the execution portion of the game. So I guess that's probably why I didn't move up from from blue to maybe a higher belt. But um, okay, like I, I yeah, but I I knew I knew what the strategy was. I knew what had to be done and all that. Yeah. Uh, so for that year, I think it was I had to fight between three people. I mean, there was two shorter fighters than me. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a problem until I got to the taller fighter. <laughs> it was like about almost like what three four inches taller than me. So I was like. You know, 
uh, the distance between us two is uh, bigger than normal. Yeah. And so that was your finals? Uh, yeah, I ended up placing second uh, on that tournament, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, still, that was good. Yeah. Congratulations. Of course. Sherry, what, <laughs> what did you fight as? Um, did you fight as a black belt that year? No, I fought as red belt that year. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was my second year fighting red belt. Oh. And actually, you know, like that collegiate was like for me, competition wise, it was very bad. I remember like not doing well or like in my eyes, not doing well. Right. Um, it was my second year fighting red belt. I lost in my first match. I don't even remember like what school I went up against. Uh, but uh, it was just like a really, a really difficult thing for me. Like I was very disappointed and um, it was like a little disheartening because I remember, you know, we took a lot of medals that year and like, I was kind of sad not to be one of them, but um, yeah, it was, it was good for me though. Like that, that collegiate, like literally that collegiate was very pivotal for me because like I said, I didn't join team that year and I was co-presidents with Daniel. So after like performing at that, at that fight, like it made me realize how much like I love competing and how much like I love being on team. So um, I don't even remember like when this conversation took place with Joe but it ended in him telling me, like, you need to tell that to the whole team. Like, you, it needs to come from you, and you need to say it in front of everybody. So, like, when we did the, like, the, you know, the usual, like, post-competition team talk where Joe takes the entire team and brings us to some quiet place where we won't <laughs> be disturbed, right? Yeah. We're all sitting in this room, and I remember, like, the, the lights weren't even on. Like, it, it, like, we were just getting, like, natural light filtered in through the glass. And, uh, yeah, Joe's up there and he's given his speech and then he, you know, he like gives the floor to me. He's like, Sherry, I, you have something you want to say. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, why do I have to do this? But yeah, so I go up to the front of the room and I'm like talking to, you know, 18 of my peers and I'm like, uh, yeah, guys, it's, I'm making the announcement that, uh, next year I'm stepping down as your co-president. Daniel will be the president of this club and I will be his vice president because I want to focus on competing and being an athlete. So you will see me at tryouts in the fall. Like I'll be there on team and I will be your vice president next year. Dang. Uh, yeah. It was like a heavy moment. It was like, it is like nerve wracking, you know, yeah. like public speaking and <laughs> all that stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful for that moment because you know, Ever since then, I, like, just threw myself into competing. I loved it. Like, as vice president that year, I actually, like, defined my role to deal with competition and planning tournaments. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I just, like, surrounded myself with competition on all fronts. And, you know, now I'm a nationally world and Olympic ranked athlete. So <laughs> just, just throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Much um, <laughs> Thanks, dude. So, yeah, you bring up a very interesting point, and I think it's a point that's not talked about too often or one that it's a tough lesson that I feel like 
um, like recent presidents and officers have encountered is trying to balance mm-hmm. co- being a competitor and an officer at the same time. And yeah, it's one of those things many people don't realize it is extremely difficult. Um, like for you, I'm pretty sure you had so many stresses worrying about 17 other people taking them on this trip. And at the same time, you have to worry about your own competition. And that that's just a lot absolutely. of shoulders. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, that's why, you know, my alumni presence of Texas Taekwondo has really been um, like being at competitions alongside you guys and like being an athlete, like an athlete source of support. Um, like, I have a lot of respect for Daniel and Hector and you and you know all the all of you guys who who went back into Taekwondo, Texas Taekwondo and helped with the administrative side of things. Um, but I purposely didn't want to do that because when I graduated and became like a full time athlete, like it was a world of difference. Like yeah. you're right. Like I was so stressed as an officer and an athlete. Um, so yeah, I just like like I don't regret any of that. Like I love everything that I got to do for the club as a as a secretary, as a co-president, as a vice president. Um, but yeah, when I graduated and got to be a full-time athlete, I had the most fun ever. And, you know, just cheering as an athlete and seeing all you guys out there. I loved it. So who were the team captains that year? Wasn't it Daniel or like Daniel was like a, like a proxy team captain or something. Yeah. Uh... Wait, 2015 Delaware. Yeah. A, pro- yes. a proxy team captain. What does that mean? So, so I was the team captain the year before that. Um, and that was like another thing that was like so hard for me to not join team that year is because I effectively gave up the team captainship. Um, and I think that, you know, like, because I wasn't there, obviously somebody else uh. had to be team captain and like, Joe kind of wanted it to be Daniel because Daniel had been there for a long time, but knowing Daniel, he didn't really want the responsibility of it. So he uh, kind of just like did it by proxy. Or like an interim, <laughs> like an interim. Yeah. Type. Like... Okay. Jonathan, as an athlete, did that make much of a difference? Um, Cause it, it, it kind of seems like there was a big transition on the leadership side. You know, you have, you have two presidents, two co-presidents who were also kind of serving as like two co-team captains but not really I mean as an athlete how did that affect you or did it affect you um it was back to like just training knowing what you have to do and just get done what things you need to do and stuff like that um I don't know if it affected anyone else as much or I mean it didn't affect me personally but um as a team yeah I mean we we just get together and and, uh, support each other and stuff like that I don't think it affected much having the two different presidents happens right yeah leaders i mean i will say that from my point of view like i think i think i was a little jealous like i'm not gonna lie like, I, think I was a little jealous <laughs> because i loved being the team captain yeah daniel because like i love being the team captain you, 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 know? you like, should never always... admit that on a podcast that you're jealous of daniel no you know what <laughs> no i'm okay with this i love daniel daniel you're my best friend but but um yeah i like i remember like people would go like the team members would go to Daniel at least for just like, Daniel, what should we do? Mm. Daniel, where are we supposed Uh, to go? Like, you know, like 
like when they didn't know where to go, like they just would ask Daniel. Like that's what I remember observing. I do remember that actually. <laughs> ask Daniel. It's his fault. Yeah. Him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Like, wh- like what's going on? It's probably Daniel's fault. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's still kind of like that these days too. Oh, you don't know what to do? You should talk to Coach Daniel. <laughs> uh, is it like, like passing it off to your mom? Like, Coach Mike, can I do this? I don't know. Ask Coach Daniel. <laughs> uh, and what's funny is like, it totally plays into my character as being a dad. Like as, like, as a dad, whenever my girls ask me something, I'm always like, go ask your mom. Ask your mom. Your mom knows. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the same mentality as a coach. <laughs> Go ask the other coaches. Yeah. They know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to watch the game right now. Go go ask your go ask the other coaches. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Hector, what was it like for you competing that year? I remember there was two gyms, two separate. Well, I guess there was like a basketball court on one section, and then like the actual, I guess, arena. Um, and I remember like we all, like had burnt orange, and we we're all like warming up and all. And honestly. It was a lot of waiting. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> yeah. how much you have to wait for your fights. I mean, I've it's been years. Like I said, it's been years since I lost last spot. So that waiting is just it sucks. Honestly, <laughs> I just want to get over with it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Red I did. Belt, right? I, did I, fight, I fought at Red Belt. Um, and I remember at one point. I think honestly, I just took a nap. <laughs> 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 and, and then next 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 thing i know is like someone i don't know who it was someone like comes and like calls me like hey hey they're calling out your division i'm like wait what i'm like waking up like trying to put gear on um yeah and another thing that year i did injure my ankle earlier in the in the spring semester so you remember that oh yeah um yeah i, so do. I was fighting in with that like that thing in the back of my mind, like, oh shit, like, am I gonna injure myself again? And I sure did. <laughs> oh, wait, was that the year that you just you kept doing yep, body checkies? Yep, that's yeah. The year. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> On your hurt yes, ankle. It, is. it, is. <laughs> it was yes, a reflex it is. for you. So in Mexico, that was like honestly, like that was the style. You know, it's like a bunch of like pados. It's like it's just an instinct at this moment. Like, and like, I just cannot control it. I remember in my fight, like, I think. My second round, like, I think I hit an elbow with my ankle, and I, I really messed it up. And then I remember, like, in between yeah. rounds, I'm like, Joe, Joe, like, my ankle really hurts. And then he was like, yeah, well, just stop Pato Chagi. <laughs> and then, just and don't I'm do like, it. But I can't. I'm trying, but I can't. <laughs> um, so I think, I think I fought a total of three fights. My first fight, I remember Dang. I was super aggressive. Like, I went in, like, you know, I think uh, skip axe and I hit a nose and the guy immediately starts bleeding. And this is my first kick in the first three seconds of the fight. So obviously <laughs> I had to stop the fight Amazing. and then I had to like put a tampon on this guy's nose <laughs> uh, just to stop the bleeding. Um, so yeah. And then for my second match, uh, I think someone puked on the like on the ring right before me. <laughs> And yeah. I remember, I remember saying, because I know I was like on the blue side, and I remember like, please, please, like let me be red. I don't want to be on the puke side. <laughs> and I was blue, of course. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, I I went through my first two fights. I injured myself again in the second fight, 
And my last match, I remember honestly, I could only fight with one leg, and I did. Okay. I honestly did okay, but I just wasn't able to win. So I got second place. Yeah. But honestly, I, I had a, a lot of fun. I mean, from what I remember, I guess I remember. That was a pretty stacked <laughs> stacked division then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's red belt, and I guess yeah. my div- like my weight is like pretty common, I guess. Uh, was that phantom that was or under sixty eight kilos? I don't know what that is. Okay, because I think uh, Abraham was in your no, division. No, Abraham was one above. I no? think. No. Oh, he was in the division with Daniel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sixty-eight is feather. Sixty-eight is feather. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, that's right. I do remember in that year, like I said, I was going really aggressive. Like, no, like I wasn't fighting smart. I was just like, I feel like a very angry animal. Just like I'm here to destroy you. <laughs> And I remember, Jeez. I remember one fight, like in the clinch, I was just punching the guy's shoulder, and like so mad, like yeah, like so aggressive. And the guy's like, "Ow!" Like I just heard him like say, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like these, some of these fighters were just like, "Oh, I'm just going to collegiate for like it's gonna be fun." And I'm there. I'm for me, my mentality is, I'm here to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh uh, my god! I'm in Delaware. Girl. I'm so mad. <laughs> uh, like, sorry, who are you again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just had to walk a mile from the train station. Uh, uh. I, I thank God I skipped. I guess I'm sure you guys already talked about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I mean, it was, it was great. I was hooked after that. It was like, I got second. I'm like, man, like I have to come back and get that gold. Yeah, um, it took me um, some more years, but I did get my gold in red belt, and then after that year, I did fight in black. Who were who were y'all's coaches that year? Was it just Joe? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dang, just Joe. that's a big crew to coach. Nineteen kids. Yeah, that was <laughs> tough. I remember him yeah. um, like jumping from from uh, one one fight to another, like as they were calling yeah. up, the fights up. Dang, that is true. I don't know how y'all did it, man. I don't know how he does it because that's not the only time he's done that. I've seen him, even when it's just like five athletes and one coach, like he's, for some reason, all five are fighting at the same time and he's running back and forth. Man. I mean, I feel like even when it was just like, even recently, like I remember being at a tournament and it was like Aiden and Danica. Mm -hmm. And for some reason they would go up together and Joe is like still trying to get between the two. Yep. I guess that's where he gets all that cardio. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to recap some of the stats from that year. Um, so y'all brought 19 athletes. Uh, here's the crazy thing. 12, 12 people from Texas Taekwondo medaled. 12? What? Yeah. Yeah, 12. Yeah, I w- yeah we had a lot of medals that year. And um, it was all colored belts. Wait, did any black belts fight that year? I'm going to say no. I don't. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. So it was all color belts, 12. And um, so the way they do it, they when they um, rank the schools, it's a point system. So <clears throat> based on how many medals you get from all the different categories, they tally them up and they break it into different uh, um, divisions. So you have your championship division, which is the black belts. Then you have your novice, which is all the color belts. And then you have overall so each university, they they tally up how many points to get from from medals. Uh, Texas that year, with twelve um, medals, 
I think you pulled in like 20 something points and you would have taken third place in novice division and overall division as well, knocking off like MIT who got third that year. Wow. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, y'all were actually, that was a very big year. What we, cause I remember honestly this year, I did not know any of that. I, for me, it was, I thought it yeah. was just individual. Uh, I think I found out in my second collegiates that there was actually like, yeah, like you said, like places as a team. And, but I remember someone, I think Sherry, you were like, yeah, but we never stick around cause we never win. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I think really? it was you who told me. I was like, oh, okay. So we always like left early, but wow, I didn't know how we actually won something that year. That's crazy. So technically you yeah. didn't win. Because we weren't enrolled, right? Correct. Uh, you, you have I to pay so, dues yeah. to the NCTA. Um, but, That's right. But point-wise, yeah. there was a huge gap be- between y'all and whoever took third place that year. Um, I mean, if, if you were uh, due-paying members you you would have taken third place i i wonder like i'm not sure when we started i dues, do remember but, like, <laughs> yeah because you were president right it was it after was, I and i remember no? because we mike was actually our sponsor i remember picking up a check and i still have the, nice. i'll, I'll yeah. post that picture on the comments <laughs> i have <laughs> i do remember uh Joe and I drove up to Mike's apartment in Austin in West Campus after a practice. And yeah, he gave us a little check for us to sign up for NCTA dues. And that was the year, did y'all go, was that Washington or was that San Diego? San Diego. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. I remember, like, I remember. I, yeah, that was my last I remember, collegiate. like, Joe being like, yeah, I mean, I, like he's coming from a good place, but we, I guess we're probably not gonna like. It doesn't really matter if we pay dues or not. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get to I Washington. Know, I know that's the crazy part, yeah. and that, that's what that's what like Man. makes it crazy for like that Washington because like just winning without expecting it. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true, and, and it's, it's funny how like all these years we went to collegiate and like we didn't know the system. Like it's kind of like Jonathan's mentality. We just went <laughs> exactly. to fight. Right. Just tell us where to go. We're going to fight. Um, and we don't care about anything else. Oh, no. Was that Sherry? That was Sherry. Um, but yeah, like we didn't we didn't know what the the bigger picture was. Like we just wanted to go exactly. fight and compete. Mm-hmm. That describes that describes my fighting style my, that first year, honestly. <laughs> and that's why. Like a yeah, pit bull. Yeah, like, and <laughs> that's why I got injured. You know, I, I wasn't a smart fighter. I was just there to destroy and like manhandle whoever's in front of me. But uh, yeah, that was a big year. I mean, honestly, I don't. I know all of us can agree. It doesn't matter if if we had brought home more hardware or not. Like it was for as troublesome logistic wise that collegiate year was 2015. It seems like it was it ended on a pretty high note, right? I mean. There's a lot of growth, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of firsts for some of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was it like post competition? <laughs> uh, how did you feel? How did you feel after your match? Um, I have a I have a picture of me standing on second place with um, I think it was toilet paper or paper towels in my nose because I was bleeding. <laughs> so, I guess that speaks for itself. I was tired. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I just I just picture like Jonathan with like a 
piece of steak on his face, like <laughs> very, <laughs> very proud. <laughs> it, 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 it's just saying, like you should have seen the other guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when I got that second place, that was the beginning of a demon, you know, for me. Oh, um, no. oof, oof. It's like, oh no, like I got second, but you know. My, I mean, it wasn't an excuse. It was more like shit. But like, my ankle was really messed up, and I just knew I I needed to like come back. And I don't know. I I have a question for you two, Jonathan and Sherry. Do you guys remember like on the flight back? Like, do you guys like twitch like when you guys are falling yes. asleep? Yes. Okay, because I remember that flight back so clearly. I was like, you know, in between like half asleep, half awake, and I all I could picture is that my final match and like I could see the opponent's face oh my god and, I, <laughs> and it was the worst thing ever it's like and I'm like twitching like kicking in like in the airport I mean sorry in the airplane just <laughs> kicking the front seat <laughs> and I'm like oh shit I'm sorry <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sat next to you on that flight and I do not remember I this I, I think so actually actually I think we did I think it was and... me and Abraham in the row mm-hmm. yeah, about yeah, right. and I'm glad it was you too <laughs> yeah I'm glad it was you too because because <laughs> it's been before where i like sit next to random people and i'm I'm like kicking twitching oh yeah yeah so if you accidentally um, kicked me uh i forgive you but i don't remember thank you, <laughs> thank you. but yeah like i said that, that like it was it would haunt me like immediately just you know i was ready like to redeem myself yeah dang oh yeah it's funny because i've never seen like this angry side of of hector I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're I not getting to. in the ring with him, I think it's fine. Well, you can coach him. So I always refer back to this this story. Um, and, and Jonathan, you were there too. I don't know if you remember this. This last time we had scrimmage uh, right before this whole COVID thing. And we were sparring at the rec center. And I was watching Hector spar a current um, club member. And I was just kind of joking around. I was refing them. I was just joking around like, oh, man, you know, hey, Hector's taking it kind of easy. And, you know, the other guy was like, yeah, you know, he kind of made light of it. Then Hector comes back and he just says, oh, you want some spice? I'll, I'll bring the spice. And he just turned it up and started kicking oh. ass. It's like, damn, damn. Like, Don't ask for the spice if you can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I so, was a very different fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's hear about, you know, post-competition, winding down, traveling back to Austin stories. What was that like? Uh, Jonathan, you go first. <laughs> well, well, again, I, I have a hard memory. <laughs> oh. Like, the, I just remember the... Where did y'all go eat? Pats and Geno's. We got steak. Of course, okay. Philly cheese of course, steak. of course. Oh, we did. Jonathan, you were my partner. Do you okay. remember that? Not, we not, all paired up. Now that you mention it, yes, I do remember. We we got yeah, yeah. Know, we did the thing. Mm-hmm. Like we got bought one from each place, and we like split them in half and shared with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that that was the following day though, because we well, drove so- to Philly. Oh. Okay. No, wait. No, yeah. actually, I'm so confused. I'm sorry. I, I honestly, like, I don't really remember how we got back to Philly. I just remember, like, there was some sort of crisis, and Daniel and I actually had, like, an emergency officer meeting at, like, 11 o'clock at night outside of my hotel room. I think we were just, like, sitting in the hallway trying to figure out how we're going to get back to Philly. Uh, 
Didn't we rent cars? You know, like, I feel like we possibly did, but I honestly do not remember. I think we ended up just driving, like, um, but I do remember uh, hanging out in Philly, and we went to the, like, Rocky Balboa steps. Oh, yeah. That's Uh, where the picture comes from. The whole big group picture. That was really cool. And then I also remember, I also remember someone had a Frisbee, and they threw it into into uh, like a roundabout like a traffic yes. and <laughs> the frisbee of course landed in the middle of the street and who 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 knows like someone's like just running to get it and like you know almost gets run over and like the officers are probably Sherry and Danny were just freaking out like, oh yeah again yes. Yes. Hurt, hurting us <laughs> oh I totally forgot about that oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. Someone brought like Smash. I remember like there was a connecting room, and like some people were playing Smash in one room, and then others were like, I think playing card games in the other one. Does that bring Does up that any memories? Right? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, I remember hearing the door shut and Hakim screaming in one of the rooms. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Right. Um. Over yeah. card games or over Smash Brothers? Uh, oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Um, so wait, did y'all travel back to Philly to stay the night and then fly out again? Oh well, so, Sherry, I think I, I think you should talk about this one, Sherry. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, it's hilarious that you bring this up because <laughs> we, uh, we okay logistically, we could not figure out how we were going to do it because we had a very early flight out of Philly. I, mean, I think it was like a 6 a.m. flight, like the first flight out. On a Sunday? On a Monday. Monday, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel and I concluded that the best, most effective, both in terms of like timing and making sure we would be on, like be there, and cost-effective way of doing this would be to spend the night in the Philadelphia airport. Um, <laughs> oh. Which you can probably imagine was pretty wild and chaotic. Uh, I mean, there's only so many things to do inside an airport, and we weren't able to go through the gate yet. Like, we had to oh. wait until the airport opened until the next day, like, so at, like, 4 or 4.30 in the morning. Uh, so yeah, we basically like split up into two groups. Like there was one group of people who preferred to chill and just like watch Netflix or study or just like have some quiet time. So we designated those people to like watch all of our stuff. Um, and they were like in the check-in area, like where you like go in to, to talk to the people at the counter for whatever yeah, airline. Yeah. And the rest of us, like, I don't even know where we went. I just remember we were like chilling, and there was like those, uh, those walking, those walking uh, escalators. What are they called? So yes, the speedy, yeah, walkie thingies. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> wait, wait, Jonathan, you work at an airport. Is that the technical term? <laughs> well, look, we don't have those at our airport. <laughs> okay, fair. Enough. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, like I, I there's a. Big- you have to find this video. There's a video. Yes. Bobby like, just like sitting on the, the, the conveyor thing, like pretending to canoe. And then like <laughs> the team who was like on all fours on the like handrails, like, and he was just like twerking in the air. And like, no, that was Arby. That was not Hakeem. That was, yeah, that was Arby. That was Arby doing that. 
Bobby did both. Uh, he really uh, did both, yeah. So we have to find the video. I don't know where is please that. Do. But... Please find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for the for the good of the current Texas Taekwondo club, they should not see Avi doing this. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, "This is the oh team manager God. that we're supposed to be trusting." No. But you know, like what's hilarious is we did like stupid shit like this all night. And not <laughs> one person said anything to us until like four in the morning. Like, we all have this theory that they were just watching us on the security cameras oh, yeah, right, for like yeah. entertainment value. And then at four o'clock, they were like, "All right, guys, we need to we need to actually stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> stop this madness!" Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, Wait, so <laughs> let me get this straight. Uh, competition ends on Sunday, like Sunday afternoon. No, Saturday. well, we didn't have any black belts. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it, it it finished on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And then you stayed one night in in Delaware, and then mm-hmm. on Sunday you had to check out, and you drive up to Philly, and your flights yeah. the next morning. Okay, I'm tracking. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, tracking. yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Ah. I will. I will say that very strong friendship bonds were made in that air, airport. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys remember Andrea was trying to teach Hakeem to have some rhythm? Oh yeah. So, like Hakeem made up this annoying song. It was like chicken and honey, mustard. Yeah. Like, oh yes, yes. No. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that and like so, so annoying. It was it was so annoying. That was, that was the only lyrics too. Like that, those were the only lyrics. And like That was the chorus was, like, and everything. Of, yeah, I belong to Andrea just got so fed up with him because he had no rhythm. So she was like literally trying to like teach him how to clap along to the rhythm of his like one line. <laughs> so what is Joe doing all this time? I mean, as a coach, we tend to keep ourselves separate from whatever the athletes do. Um, in his room or something. Uh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. I would yeah, I would be too. <laughs> I mean, we also didn't have any seniors that year, so it's not like he had anyone to. Oh wow! Really? I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a very young team, and then y'all traveled to a really obscure place through some hellish logistics. Wow, yep. that was quite yep. a challenging year. You you finish collegiates, you wrap up the season, and then um. I mean, 2015 was a big year for y'all. So I think after that, y'all had to, um, y'all had the banquet, which was probably the last time we had a really, really big banquet with a lot of alumni coming back. That was the 2015 banquet at yeah. Ace Bowl. Yeah. Mike, I think that was probably, yeah. sorry, that's my dog, if y'all hear it. <laughs> uh, Mike, I think that's the year I, we met. I mean, at least I think that's the first time I met you. Because you yeah, were there, right? That was, that was my first banquet back. Yeah, I remember Asa Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think that um, was the big one. I introduced you to my parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I met a lot of people for the first time that year. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I I can't. It's one of those memorable ones. A lot of other alumni still speak about it. And um, I could only imagine what it was like for y'all. You know, you just had a pretty big accomplishment at collegiates planning for that. And then you jump right into planning for the next event. Like there's no, there's no rest, right? You're just going from one big thing to the next. Yes. And it was another logistical nightmare. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Um, 
you know, like we, uh, Daniel and I, we had, it was us, Abraham, Andrea, and Nikhil. We were the officers that year. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, that banquet was great. Uh, we're really proud of how it turned out. But uh, I remember being very stressed about how do we turn an office space into a banquet hall because <laughs> you know like they had their desks set up in a certain way everyone had their tech there their computers um, oh wow and yeah so we had to like we had to figure out how to move everything you know be respectful of the space um yeah. and i remember like renting chairs like that was a big deal we had to rent chairs um uh. so like finding a chair rental company was something we had to do uh and then we catered from Cilantro, which was new because we usually would cater through the school, I think. So mm-hmm. finding something that was affordable was a challenge. Uh, yeah. And then reaching out to all the alumni. But so yeah. I will say that I do not remember any of these challenges because <laughs> I was not I was not an officer. Yeah, so you were not I was an just officer a, then. I was just a club member, and I say this. For the regular, like for the club members that have never been officers, um, you guys are really blessed because those officers put in a, a lot of work for you they guys do. for these yeah. events. Um, yeah. So once I did and eventually become an officer, like whoa, I'm like, you guys do all of this just for us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 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 a lot. So yeah, when you see an officer, make sure to like give them some props. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say real quick, like. Um, I recently saw Danielle Drew's post about um, her time as president, and I actually never was in Texas Taekwondo with Danielle. Um, but because I had been an officer, you know, just reading her words and even like seeing some of the posts that she put here and there, like I knew just how much work she really put into being the club's president. So if you're listening, Danielle, uh, amazing job. You were great. She was. Yeah is actually (laughs) Jonathan what kind of words or you know words of wisdom do you have for people who want to compete you know as athletes you know who are just club members and are on the fence about going to collegiates I mean the thing is just just do it like just go straight into it because like what if you never get the second opportunity to do this again and then you know later on down the years you look back and you're like well you kind of regret not going and, and, you know, you see the, how successful the team was and all that. So say I, I didn't go on 2015 collegiates and, you know, everyone comes back and I see them winning. And it's just like, man, I feel like I should have gone, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, just go, just go for it. Like, it shouldn't even be yeah. a question, honestly. <laughs> like, just, just do it. Um, you all, I mean, you went all four years, didn't you? I did, yes. I did go to collegiates all four years. Dang. But I wasn't on team all four Dang. years, though. I will say that, too. Um, okay, okay. And, you know, you, you know more than you think you do. You know, you just got to have some confidence. Because, uh, you know, drilling the same things every day, it's like you don't spend much time thinking about how you're going to do the specific action. Instead, you're thinking about strategizing because your body knows how to do it, you know. So don't mispractice. Have more confidence in yourself. <laughs> and, you know, just do it <laughs> pretty much. And I do want to point out with Jonathan, um, so the last time we had that scrimmage in Austin, Jonathan was my coach. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, he's probably one of the smartest coaches I've had. And I mean, a lot, 
I had a few other coaches or people trying to coach me that, that day. And they were just like, Oh, coach Mike, you still have it. Oh, you still got it for an old guy, blah, blah, blah. But Jonathan, Jonathan, when he was coaching me, he actually watched my match. And then in between rounds, he point out stuff that I wasn't seeing. And like, Jonathan, you have a very high um, Taekwondo IQ. Like you were seeing things that I didn't see and you broke it down very easy for me to understand. And then when I'd go in for that second round, I made the exact adjustments that you told me. I was like, man, this is working like a charm. <laughs> Shit, you know, is so I, I, I want to say thank you for that. And I really hope to um, train with you more in the future. You know, so the invitation for you to come back is always there. And I actually want to learn a lot from you, too. So, yeah, uh, um, I hope to train with you more in the future. Right. Uh, I was going to ask Daniel's brother. I can't remember his name. Tony? Anthony. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I coached his match before as well, and um, he was fighting uh, this black belt dude. I, I don't remember what their names are. And it, it had to have been Aiden. Yeah, he <laughs> was shorter than him. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no, never oh, mind. I don't know. No, that's not Aiden. And, Anthony yeah, that's pretty much Aiden. told me the same thing. It's just like, man, like, I, I didn't see these things because uh, like, oftentimes whenever they were in, in open stance, I noticed that his opponent mm -hmm. would usually kick with the front leg, but then the moment they switch, he switched his stance and they were closed. Like I would have told him, like, all right, now watch out for that back kick or whatever. And, and it was the same yeah. thing you you were telling me that he told me. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, there you have it, man. You you've got the eye for it. You, you, your IQ for Taekwondo is, is exceptionally high. That's cool, man. I'm glad to hear that. And you know, I look forward to seeing more of you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Sherry, you know, as an officer, what kind of parting words you have for you know freshmen or sophomores that want to take a leadership role um you know what kind of honest truths do you have because it's not an easy role you know i i've yeah. been there before i know what it's like to be a president and a team captain at the same time and i never want to do it again <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely one of those things that like you do it and you have no regrets about doing it but no, no way in hell could you ask me to do it again <laughs> Um, but I guess like the honest truth would be, I mean, you have to really ask yourself, like, what do you, what do you want out of the club? Um, you know, what do you want for yourself and how much are you willing to put into it? Because, you know, it's, it's an extremely rewarding experience because you really have a chance to run an organization, um, which you know, nowadays, I, I really feel like it's, it's a lot more well-oiled than it was when I was there. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, and I know Hector had a lot to do with that. Um, but, you know, it really does feel like you're running a business. And, you know, like, it's kind of make or break. Like, it, so many, so many things. Like, if... <laughs> it really is a lot of pressure. Like it feels like if the officers don't figure it out and if the officers don't get it done, it's not going to happen. Um, so you have to like go into it knowing that that pressure is going to be there. And, you know, the pressures of school are not going to go away. The pressures of competing, if you want to be an athlete, it's not going to go away. Um, so it really is a lot to take on your plate. But yeah. that being said, um, you know, when I was, when I was a fresh grad and I was interviewing for job after job after job, like a lot of my experiences in my job interviews, I was talking about my time as, you know, vice president or team captain or whatever at, at Texas Taekwondo. Um, 
it's extremely relevant experiences, you know, like you are going to learn like real skills that are transferable out into the, the real world, as we like to say. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think you can go wrong doing it, but if you're going to do it, like you have to put in 110% at the minimum. Yeah. yeah. You and I still, uh, we still have a rematch. <laughs> me? You and me? Yeah. Yeah. You and I. Oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, um, we'll make it happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it's interesting. And I really love the fact that you, you're able to transfer the experiences you had from running an organization like Texas Taekwondo into the real world. And I mean, I know it was a struggle for you, but here you are in New York City, you know, you, what I respect out of that is you are where you said you were going to be. You know, you said you were going to do it. It took you a while, but you did it. Yeah, it was, it was a little, a little like change of plan, but yeah, yeah. for sure. Hector, um, as a, as your first year at Collegiates, I mean, how did you feel? What made you want to come back after that? From Collegiates? Yeah, I mean, I maybe I'm wrong for trying to paint like 2015 University of Delaware, kind of like a, a like a very big uphill battle or challenge. I mean, it was a positive experience for y'all. A lot of life lefton- lessons. Um, but you came back. I sure did. Um, yeah. I've said this countless times, but my first year, I was just there to fight. I just I was just there to train, uh, go to fights. Like I did not care about socials. I did not care about making friends. I had my own friends, and you know. By the time Kali just came around, like I had new friends, like best friends now. And it's just crazy <laughs> to think how my mentality shifted. And of course, the fighting element was always bringing me back. Like yeah. I got second. I always I did want to come back and like better myself. But of course, that community also brings me back for sure. Yeah. It's it's weird how you create some bonds through those hill sprints, you know, those hardships. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Those, those unbreakable bonds through hard times. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I think after the 2015 collegiates, I had the worst case of separation anxiety. Um, because oh, wow. I remember, yeah, I remember like we got back to Austin, you know, it's, it's late, mid late morning. Uh, we had just like stayed up all night in the airport. You know, we had, we were tired. We were so tired. And I remember we literally were like, Hey, you guys, let's all put our suitcases away and let's hop on the bus and go to a Korean, like a Korean restaurant. It's like near, it's near the, <laughs> it's near the karaoke place actually. And like, yeah. Is, is it on Lamar? I think it's called Manna, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I'm, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought that was so crazy. Like, you know, we, we literally just had the trip of our lives and hey guys, let's, let's, let's try to prolong this as long as we can and let's go get, (laughs) you know, and then like every day after that, like not having team practices together, I was just like, this is, oh man, like I miss it. I miss it so much. What you describe is a very real thing. Um, I, I, again, not nearly as bad as yours, but I remember um, when I went to collegiates with the team, in 2018 to Washington, DC, I, I stayed back like another day or so after like the whole team flew back to Austin. And I remember I was just hanging out by myself 
for like a day and it was like the most loneliest thing yeah. and maybe it captured just a little bit of what you're going through but it's a very real thing uh and it's hard to describe and explain why but yeah it that separation anxiety is definitely mm-hmm. there um so that explains why y'all went into 2016 collegiates but that'll be another part because <laughs> <laughs> all three of y'all were at 2016 right that yes. was in colorado yeah that yep. one I remember more clearly, honestly. Okay. Than this one. All right. All yeah. right. We'll, uh, we'll have you on the so, next one. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you guys. Um, how do you guys feel with the separation anxiety once you like graduated from Texas Taekwondo? Oof. Jonathan, you want to go yeah. first? Uh, you just Dang. you just miss it immediately. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. how do you deal with it? I mean, yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, because it's a it's a big void to fill in. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you, you still you never stop talking to those people. Like you, you always try to keep in contact with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's yeah. not with the entire group, because I mean, I know some people do tend to part off in their own direction. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just keep in contact. You you can always have your either phone numbers, Facebook, and all that stuff. Or these podcasts. Or the- <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I, like you guys know, like I graduated and then I remember, like I think it was right after collegiates in DC, Joe was like, so like, you want to like be a coach? <laughs> and I remember, I remember like, straight up, like, you know, let, let, me, let me have some time. And so I took that fall semester off. And I say fall because I started my graduate school in San Antonio. And man, I did miss it that fall. And sure enough, I was back that spring semester and I told Joe, you know what? Yeah, I do. Sign me up. I, want, I do want to become a coach. And I, I say this because, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a coach, but I want to say that your career is not over in yeah. Texas Taekwondo. Like, if you, mm-hmm. you can support in any way, like, I mean, if you can help in any way, like, you can always do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think um, Eliza said it best recently. So Eliza's, um, oh she, yes. yeah, she's a uh, uh, she's a junior. Yeah, she'll be back next year. But we had the end of the year banquet on Zoom a couple weekends ago, and she said it best. She said um, when talking about our graduating seniors, she was like, "You can graduate from you can graduate from the university, but you can't graduate out of a family." I was like, "Dang, oh, wow, that's amazing." That's really I know, that was a hard hitting one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so. And uh, I would um, say also, like, as an alumni, as like, like, sure, I'm an alumni of the University of Texas. That's great. But when Moody College is calling me, asking me for donations, like, what? get out of here, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Taco School doesn't reach out to me, I guess, because I transferred out. But yeah, when, if I hear from Texas Texas, if I hear from Moody College of Communication, I don't care. But if I hear from Texas Taekwondo, like, you know. <laughs> You, you at least think about oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, I love being an alumni of Texas Taekwondo. Like, being an alumni of the University of Texas is just, just kind of for the name, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see yourselves training again, ever? Yeah, or, at some point, yeah. Or is that training? Or is this something you... I mean, just getting back into the sport, or is that something you guys think, like, was a past phase of your life? So, I mean, competing-wise, uh, I mean, it's like, I mean, as you get older, it's, like, not a, much of an option, right? 
Um, well, Joe, if you talk to Joe. <laughs> no, actually, no, I take that back. I, I remember seeing Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Jonathan still has it. I mean, yeah, maybe he's a little bit older, but at that last scrimmage, man, I mean, he he sparred the whole time. I had to sit out a few times. I thought I had to Jonathan sit out. Jonathan still got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I do eventually see myself training, at least training, if not competing again. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sherry? Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, you know, uh, I I did so much, like, from Texas Taekwondo, and then even after I graduated, like, I got so far. And it's really hard for me to, to think that, you know, my gears put up forever. So I don't really know what the future has in store. I mean, COVID-19 has kind of complicated mm-hmm. things a little bit, but, you know. I still kick in my kitchen and I still kick my boyfriend. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's lost forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kick the light switches on yeah. and off, kick the doors closed. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Joe would like tell us to practice our back kicks on the doors and jester. So, so technical note, uh, we should wrap this up soon, but I want to share a story yeah. on, back kicks on doors <laughs> mm. and oh, the fact that you bring it up that joe was telling y'all that's how you should practice your back kicks on doors um yeah so when we went to collegiates in 2005 there were just three of us there was me joe and the president at the time david cho it was just three of us all three black belts fighting in different divisions and we had only one head coach and tony smith and so that was our first year going back to collegiates as the University of Texas. And so, you know, we didn't quite know what to do. We didn't know what to expect. I was the only one that had competed at collegiates prior to that. And um, mm-hmm. we were still figuring out this whole team thing and still trying to figure out Tony Smith as well as our head coach. And so we didn't know if we should be serious with him all the time or joke around with him all the time. But Knowing Joe, he was always pushing the limits to like joke around as much as possible, especially since he was a freshman that year. Oh, man. And gosh, I think this was after competition. So we were back at the hotel room, hanging out, being stupid, silly. And I think Tony Smith went to the bathroom to use it. And I don't know why he he didn't lock it and he didn't close it all the way. And then Joe goes up, say, hey, Coach Smith, uh, you want to see my back kick? It's really good. You should see, you should check out my back kick. <laughs> and we're all like, no, don't do it, Joe. But he went ahead and did a back kick on the door. <laughs> just busted it wide open while Coach Tony Smith was still in there. And, um, yeah, so it's, I think it's just funny to see it fast forward and Joe is telling all the practice back kicks on the door. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, I want to thank you all for being on this podcast. Uh, I, I, It's a real joy going through memory lane with you all and especially hearing about all these different collegiate experiences. And, you know, my hope is for the next upcoming classes to hear about our past collegiate experiences and, you know, help them, you know, get a good idea of what it is and, you know, get them to get them to come out and hang out with us, you know, and you know, step up to the plate yeah. and accept that challenge. 
Yeah. Do it. As soon as we can, we should have a alumni reunion. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Uh, I'm so down. Yeah. It's been five years since that big one. We'll do it again. <laughs> it's true. Cool. Well, thanks again for being on this podcast, Sherry. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Jonathan, same thing. It's always a pleasure having you around as well. Coach Hector, I'm sure I'll see you again. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. If you would like to contribute to the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hook them. Was this the one where there was a flood in the hotel? Wait, what? Oh my god! No, 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 no! no. That, that was our no. freshman year. That Fresh, was a okay. Secret. That was a secret. You remember that? that? Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, I remember that. It was. It was your room, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god! Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, Colorado. Okay. I am going to circle that one for another podcast episode.